Look, this is one of those days where you just want to dip your toes into the ocean or the lake or what you know, whatever body of water, uh, you know, you would choose to be your favorite or closest to you in proximity. Um, but that water may be filled with uh, particles, which are called um, microplastics. This is a growing problem across the globe. And I was shocked to hear, and I was reading this in the Toronto Star today, that um, one load of laundry can shed up to 18 million pieces of microfibers. That's because we wear a lot of synthetics, clothes made from polyester and nylon, and they lose these fabric, uh, these fibers from the pr- fabrics uh, during the wash sec- uh, cycle. And then they get out, um, you know, via the drain into our water sources. And the fibers represent the bulk of microplastics ingested by marine animals that can uh, change feeding behavior and growth. And at high doses, these are fatal to animals, marine, the marine environment. It's completely being polluted. And this is a, you know, a place that we, I think a lot of us are not thinking about um, as a problem. Our laundry and our clothes being a problem. Lisa Ertel is a scientific director at the Five Geyers Institute. She joins the Kelly Cotrera Show to talk about this problem. Lisa, thanks so much for being here. I appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. I'm blown away by this because I did know that the fibers uh, from genes were found in ice in the North Pole. And I thought, wow, that's amazing. And I, you know, that, that it can travel that far. But I didn't realize it was such a huge source of plastic pollution. So what's the fix? Yeah, it's a major source of plastic pollution. These particles are so lightweight, they can end up in faraway places. In the Great Lakes, we found microfibers in every single fish that we studied. It's in many wow. different species here in the Great Lakes and um, around the world, but we do know that there is a fix. At U of T, we did research um, in the Rockman lab and in collaboration with Georgian Bay Forever. Um, we looked at washing machine filters. We have filters on our dryers. Most people are familiar with cleaning out all that lint in their dryer, lint traps, though that lint is microfibers. We have a lot of microfibers that shed when we wash our clothing as well. You just don't see it because it goes out in the water. But These filters, they can capture up to 90% of microfibers in each load of laundry. They work when we test them in the lab and also when we put them in people's homes. About 200 homes in Perry Sound, Ontario have these filters already. And after installing these filters, there is a significant reduction in microfibers going into Lake Huron. So these filters, they work. They're a solution that can be implemented and reduce the most common type of of microplastics that we see in in lakes, rivers, streams, sediment, wildlife, and in the air, and in us. Um, These fibers are the most common particle of microplastics that are in human lungs. We like to think that we are really advanced when it comes to uh, protecting our environment here in Canada, but it seems that we're really slow, especially behind Europe. France was the first country to mandate the change. They are requiring all new washing machines sold by January 2025 to have built-in filters. Uh, this is something that manufacturers have been pushing back against because of the cost. What, what's the cost to retrofit a machine, and what are we talking about when we're building it at manufacturer stage? Yeah, the next logical step could be to have these filters just built into machines. If 
you are wanting to install a microfiber filter on your washing machine, you'll need to uh, pony up for a filter that costs about $200, pay for a professional plumber in, in case, case you're handy, I'm not. Um, and it's, it's expensive to install these filters, but to have them built in, estimates range from about $20 to $50 of what it would cost to install one of these filters that's built into the machine. So to me, that makes that makes the most sense. And that's why France and other jurisdictions have have mandated that new washing machines will have these filters built in because it's cheaper to have them built in than to install them afterwards. Um, Ontario is leading in Canada. Um, there's a draft bill that would require new washing machines in Ontario to have these filters automatically built in. And I, I think it's a it's a low hanging fruit. It's one solution that we do know is effective at reducing these particles. But um, there's still a long way to go to to implement this change in in Canada. Uh, if Ontario passes this law, it might only be for washing machines in Ontario, um, and there would be a need for other provinces as well. Right. It'd be better if it was uh, a law that was passed federally, uh, because then the manufacturers would have more incentive. Yeah, and it might also not make sense to make one type of washing machine for Ontario and a different one for Manitoba and Quebec. It probably makes the most sense to have have a change across the board. Right. And what what are the odds of this bill passing? What kind of support does it have? There's there's good support. I mean, it's there the science is clear. We know that these filters are effective. There there is pushback from washing machine manufacturers. Um to require these these filters, but it's so much more cost effective to have these filters built in than try to clean these particles up when they get into the environment. They're nearly impossible to clean up once they're there because they're they're so small and there are lots of other costs associated with trying to clean up. Um, so really the solution is in prevention and, and keeping these particles from getting in the environment in, in the first place. So when I think it has a chance. Yeah. When you're talking about microplastics and uh, washing machine producers pushing back on these filters that, you know, it, it would add an additional 20 to $50 to the price of machines. It amazes me that you'd have a pushback because I would think that producers and companies would want to be good corporate citizens. This is a, this, if this is a game changer, that's an advertising campaign right there. It sells itself. I mean, it, it's a no brainer. If you want to, you know, uh, foster goodwill, take care of the planet, and people will invest in your in your product, I believe. Yeah, and before it was required to have low energy and low water use, a lot of consumers paid more money to, right. to get a high quality machine. And and I I would love to see washing machine manufacturers giving people the option, even if it costs an additional twenty to fifty dollars. Maybe consumers are willing to pay. Or farther down the line, there are tax breaks. Um, so if you buy one of these more expensive machines, you can you can get get that as a as a subsidy or a tax break. We're talking about the microfibers that are microplastics that are produced uh, when you uh, wash your clothes in your washing machine, and how a filter could solve that uh, with Lisa Ertel. And Lisa, my producer, my technical producer Dave asked me before I came on the air with you, ask her about Tide Pods or those little pods. They're they're largely made of plastic and they break down in the washing machine. How has anybody studied those uh, those pods and and how detrimental they could be um, when it comes to microplastics? 
Yeah, those pods are typically made of PVA, polyvinyl acetate. It is a biodegradable plastic, but only in certain conditions. There is a lot of, pardon the pun, greenwashing when it comes to these types of plastics that are used. Um, they may they may technically break down uh, and be biodegradable, but in what conditions? Biodegradable when it's in the wash, when it's in a wastewater treatment plant. And some research has found that PVA remains um, even going through the wastewater treatment um, process. It, due to the thickness and the polymer type, it can it can stick around. In some conditions, it is a polymer that 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 breaks down, that biodegrades, um, but not in every scenario. And we are finding uh, fragments of PVA in wastewater treatment plants. Lisa, I have a quick question for you. I only have about 30 seconds with you here. Uh, if a big American state, because I understand that California is setting up the requirement for filters, if they uh, went ahead, would this incentivize uh, manufacturers to make them the norm for all machines, even if we passed a law or didn't? Yes, it wouldn't make make it the norm. In California, AB 1628 is a bill that's going up for a vote this week, probably okay. today. And uh, it'll, it'll hit the floor if California passes this law requiring new washing machines to have filters built in, it'll make a difference for the U.S. and Canada because there's a lot of similar machines that are that are produced across the board. So this might be a solution that's coming to Canada uh, very soon. It might consumers might have the option, even if it's not mandated in Canada and it's mandated here in California and the U.S. Um, there may be opportunities for consumers to to buy these machines that have filters automatically built in.